the community podcast where Savannah and Adamsville, Tennessee meets northern Indiana and southwestern lower Michigan. Welcome to Roaring Light. Combining news and weather from news source one Michiana with great independent Christian music from Roaring Light Radio. Get ready. News and weather is next. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. Senior U.S. officials are advising Ukraine to hold off on launching a major offensive against Russian forces until the latest supply of U.S. weaponry is in place and training has been provided. The possibility of a big COVID-19 rebound in China over the next two or three months is remote as 80% of people have already been infected. Five Memphis police officers who were involved with the hospitalization and subsequent death of a man pulled over in a traffic stop this month have been fired, the department has announced. The chief said the five officers were each found in violation of multiple department policies, including excessive use of force. Protest in Stockholm on Saturday against Turkey and Sweden's bid to join NATO, including the burning of a copy of the Quran, sharply heightened tensions That's the latest headlines in 60 seconds. I'm Alan Edwards. I'm Ruth Kramer with Mission Network News. The war in Europe sends ripples out to Central Asia. Find out why. And Jesus' love bears fruit in Eswatini. You can get involved. We'll tell you how in just a few moments. But first, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has deeply impacted Central Asia. Many Russians and Ukrainians own companies in Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan. Russian is the common business language. Joe Handley with Asian Access says. So depending on who you're working for may, you know, create an alliance with one or the other. And so it's a very uh, sensitive situation. And, you know, Asian Access approach is trying to unite the church. So how do you unite, unite the church when you have people taking sides? As Russia starts to lose influence in Central Asia, other countries are trying to make inroads. Iran, for instance, has focused on diplomacy with Tajikistan as well as Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzstan. The region's position between the EU and China sets it up for further conflict. As outside forces grab for power and influence, ask God to strengthen the growing church. To really extend the reach of the gospel. In places where, you know, in Kazakhstan's case, it's pretty open. Kyrgyzstan, it's a little more challenging. But nevertheless, the the need for building up the leaders of the church is immense. So that's the status as of now. We plan to go back in early 2023. Next, large-scale riots targeting Indian Christians barely made a blip on the news radar. Radical Hindu nationalists targeted believers in 20 villages in central India. When Christians reported the attacks, police told them to fend for themselves. Church partners throughout the country tell World Mission's Greg Kelly. Because the leadership of India is predominantly Hindu, it kind of has a blind eye turned to it. It shouldn't surprise us when we hear about the attacks on Christianity. Persecution rose tremendously after 2014 when Prime Minister Narendra Modi came to power. Yet the West remains indifferent. Last month, the U.S. State Department failed to list India as a country of particular concern on its religious freedom watch list. These people are crying out, hey, global community, how come you're not holding our leaders accountable as they're doing these atrocities uh, upon innocent people? You can help persecuted believers through World Mission. We go into these hottest of areas where the persecution is at its height, and we come alongside Christians, but also in a tangible way help meet some of their physical needs. And most importantly, 
pray. We need to pray for Christians who are enduring this harsh persecution, that God would comfort them, give them grace. Finally, the Luke Commission reaches people for Christ through mobile medical clinics in Eswatini, a small African country formerly known as Swaziland. Government officials asked these believers to play a major role in Eswatini's COVID vaccination program. The Luke Commission gives each patient a World Missionary Press scripture booklet, but they ran out of material last year. WMP's Helen Williams says, We didn't have time to really put it on a production schedule and take three months to get it ready. So we put together 462,000 pieces. We sent it out, and uh, they got it within weeks. Today, the gospel seeds sown during this outreach are bearing fruit. Partners at the Luke Commission tell Williams, As we've been able to share the good news of Jesus Christ, others have come to know him more deeply and more intimately through the material. We want to thank you so much for the beautiful way you continue to love and support the Kingdom of Eswatini with the wonderful WMP scripture booklet. WMP is preparing another shipment for Eswatini right now. It'll be a 20-foot container with about uh, 765,000 pieces of material in English and Siswati. Uh, it's on the floor now to be shipped out in maybe a month. When you help cover the shipping costs, someone gets to meet Jesus. Find your place in this story at missionnews.org. Thanks for listening to Mission Network News, a service of One Way Ministries. We're listener-supported by people just like you. So by giving to Mission Network News, you enable us to keep the stories of God's kingdom coming. So join us here on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can also find us on Alexa, iTunes, or TWR360. And together, the Great Commission happens. Look for links at missionnews.org. That's missionnews.org. I'm Ruth Kramer. Here is your dual community weather forecast for Monday through Wednesday. Our Michiana top weather story involving the following for Elkhart, Lagrange, Marshall, Kosciusko, and points south and east. Winter storm watch in effect from late Tuesday night through Wednesday evening what heavy snow accumulations of 5 to 8 inches possible, where portions of northern Indiana, southwest Michigan and northwest Ohio. When from late Tuesday night through Wednesday evening, impacts travel could be very difficult. The hazardous conditions will likely impact the morning and evening commutes. Additional detailed snow will overspread the area early Wednesday morning and likely be accompanied by areas of blowing and drifting snow by afternoon, causing reduced visibilities. Precautionary preparedness actions monitor the latest forecasts for updates on this situation. Plan ahead if you are expecting to travel during the middle of this week. The Elkhart area weather calls for today a 50% chance of snow, mainly before 7 a.m. Cloudy, with a high near 34. West wind 10 to 15 mph, with gusts as high as 20 mph. Tonight mostly cloudy, with a low around 28. Southwest wind 15 to 20 mph, with gusts as high as 30 mph. Tuesday cloudy, with a high near 34. West wind 5 to 15 mph. Tuesday night a 30% chance of snow, mainly after 5 a.m. Cloudy, with a low around 29. South wind 5 to 10 mph becoming east after midnight. Wednesday snow, mainly after 8 a.m. The snow could be heavy at times. High near 33. East wind 15 to 20 mph, with gusts as high as 25 mph. Chance of precipitation is 100%. New snow accumulation of 3 to 7 inches possible. Our Wednesday podcast will update all warnings and advisories. Now for Savannah, Tennessee. Today partly sunny, with a high near 47. Northwest wind around 5 mph. Tonight mostly clear, with a low around 30. 
west-northwest wind around 5 miles per hour becoming calm, Tuesday increasing clouds with a high near 52, southeast wind around 5 miles per hour, Tuesday night showers, low around 39, windy with an east wind 10 to 15 miles per hour becoming south-southeast 20 to 25 miles per hour after midnight, winds could gust as high as 40 miles per hour, chance of precipitation is 100%. New precipitation amounts between a half and three quarters of an inch possible. Wednesday a 20% chance of showers. Cloudy, with a temperature rising to near 48 by 9 a.m., then falling to around 42 during the remainder of the day. Windy, with a south-southwest wind 15 to 25 miles per hour becoming west in the afternoon. Winds could gust as high as 35 miles per hour. Blessings, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Roaring Light Radio, 1620 AM, Savannah, Tennessee. Don't forget to check us out on our Facebook page, Roaring Light Radio. You can like and follow us, and you'll be able to listen to Note Spires shows, Prescott show, and Artist Insight shows. Listen to other indie artists like myself. And don't forget to listen to our morning podcast, Roaring Light. Do you need prayer? Philippians 4, 6 says... Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. That's what my new song, Pray and Say Amen, is about. It's about praying to God in every situation in your life, regardless of it's good or bad. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened for you. Ask God for what you need in your life. If he feels that it will benefit you, he will give it to you. Never stop praying. Always pray in every situation. And don't forget, once you get what you prayed for, make sure you thank God for what he gave you. Thank you for your time and for tuning in right here on 1620 AM Roaring Light Radio. Have a blessed day.
desert road Come with eyes that carry life And oh Lord, give me sweet water
walking on the beach and I feel him there Seashells on the sand sparkling everywhere Being close to God on the edge of sea Thinking of heaven and eternity In the salty air by the ocean wide See creation's power in the tide that's high Toes in the sand and my Bible in my hand Learning from the Lord what he has in store Bible on the beach God is in reach Bible on the beach God is in reach Since the sunshine as it warms my face Feel Jesus' love in his calm embrace Soak in the beauty at the sunny shore Hear the birds sing and the ocean roar In the salty air by the ocean wide See creation's power in the tide that's high Toes in the sand and my Bible in my hand Learning from the Lord what he has in store Bible on the beach God is in reach Bible on the beach God is in reach Plane flying by with banner in the sky Saying welcome friend, glad you're back again Thinking of the Lord and my time with Him Knowing that forever's gonna never end In the salty air by the ocean wide See creation's power in the tide that's high Toes in the sand and my Bible in my hand Learning from the Lord what He has in store Bible on the beach God is in reach Bible on the beach God is in reach Savannah. Here are your community events from The Courier. January 23rd Savannah Lions Club 6.30 p.m. 7.30 p.m. Jan 23 Molly Monday's Restaurant, 295 Eureka Street, Savannah January 24th Savannah Rotary Club 12 p.m. 1 o'clock Jan 24. Molly Monday's Restaurant, 275 Eureka St. Savannah Meeting every Tuesday. January 24th The Friends of Shiloh 6.30 p.m. 7.30 Jan 24. Shiloh Methodist Church goal of the Friends of Shiloh National Military Park is to provide support, assistance and advocacy for the protection, preservation and management of the park. January 26 Beginner Line Dance Lesson 6 p.m. 7.15 Jan 26-23 Savannah Moose Lodge, 195 Moose Lodge Loop, Savannah cost is $5 and class will be every Thursday except December 22 January 27 Family Movie Night 4.30 p.m. 6 o'clock Jan 27-23 Hardin County Public Library, 1365 Pickwick Street, Savannah Movie is DC League of Super Pets. Now let's head up north with Miss Sylvia.
looking for ways to support your community as well as supporting the pets, you can donate to Elkhart Humane Society and they are looking for people to help restock their pet food pantry. They are seeing an extreme increase in our community needing assistance with their pets. Pets are family and we want to see them stay in their homes where they belong. This helps reduce the number of animals being surrendered to us and a family is able to remain together. Any brands of dry adult cat or adult dog food is accepted for our pet pantry. They also have links available on Amazon as well as Chewy. And they also welcome in-kind donations brought into the shelter Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Cash donations are restricted for the pet food pantry. You can contact our office, the Elkhart Humane Society at elkharthumanesociety.org or give them a call at 574-475-4732. You can also drop if you prefer to drop off, their address is 54687 Canada 19 in Bristol, Indiana. Take care and hope you get a chance to support your local animal rescue centers. Calling all vendors. This is something just for you. You can help out the Mishawaka Farmer's Market kicking off every Sunday starting on May 30, May 21st running into September 24th at 230 Ironworks Avenue in Mishawaka, Indiana. And that will take place from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. For more information, you can contact Kelsey Smith at kelsey.smith at mishawaka.in. Take care and enjoy all the farmer's market in or around your local area. Here is another way to help out the local community. You can help out the students at the Excel Center where they will be having a student winter clothing drive. And they are looking for gently used coats gloves, hats, or boots, and they located at 2626 Prairie Street in Elkhart, Indiana. If you have any questions or would like to drop us on donations, you can give Alan Child a call at 574-220-0642. Once again, that is Alan Child, 574-220-0642. Or you can hit them up by email at achilds at excelcenterhs.org. Take care and have a wonderful day. Here's something fun you can do with your family in Elkhart, Indiana. You can head over to the High Dive Park Pavilion for their Lunar New Year free movie event. And that will take place on February 3rd, starting at 5.30 until 7 p.m. You can register at elkhart.ezfacility.com. Hope you get a chance to enjoy what the Lunar New Year has to offer.
myself Cause Christ died for me The King of Heaven said That I am free Clothed in righteousness And the Spirit lives in me
life line across the dark wave There is a brother whom someone should see Somebody's brother Oh, who then will dare To throw out the lifeline His peril to share Throw out the lifeline Throw out the lifeline Someone is drifting away Throw out the lifeline Throw out the lifeline Someone is sinking today Throw out the lifeline To danger fraught men Sinking in anguish Where you've never been Winds of temptation And billows of war Will soon hurl them out where The dark waters flow Throw out the lifeline You got to throw out the lifeline Someone is drifting away Pastor Joel of Heart City Church and I want to thank you for joining us for our first installment of Happy and Whole in Him. Five minutes with Jesus, letting Jesus reorient us that we might experience the fullness of His joy and peace. By way of introduction, I'll tell you this was something of an epiphany for me because of recent events. In January 2020, we planted a downtown church in Elkhart right before the pandemic. And suddenly I'm trying to gather a people and build up a church whom we can't even meet. It was like trying to build an airplane while I was already up in the air, not even knowing if an airplane was the best vehicle for this situation. Live stream worship, Zoom Bible studies, trainings, 
Add to that family pressures of being cooped up, suddenly homeschooling. You guessed it, three to four weeks in, I was absolutely exhausted and frustrated. By God's grace, the words of a wise pastor set me on a new course right in the middle of this. He said that what folks needed more than technically sound live stream and Zoom meetings was for pastors to begin to drink deeply of the only well of life, to stop working so hard and to take time to be still, to see that God had taken his finger and pressed pause. I needed to use this time to be abiding deeply in Jesus and not just for me, but for the sake of others because there was going to be a lot of folks less confident about the future and a lot more hungry for Jesus. I hope that is why you're listening. I know you're longing for happiness, for wholeness, for peace, belonging, just knowledge that you're greatly loved, and you want to experience this and not just more coping mechanisms to help you survive the day. I hope you're ready to let Jesus speak to your heart so you can say to all the negativity of our world, it is well with my soul. Because Jesus wants you to see that all your desires to be happy and whole are homing beacons to glory. And you'll one day realize that all your unfulfilled longings in this world was God's way of telling you you were meant for a better one. That is why he left heaven and became man. Why he took a heart that beats like ours. To show us God's heart of love for those either afraid of God or working our butts off in hopes of pleasing him. And God's heart was never for us to be his slaves, but his beloved children. Perhaps you're wondering about God's heart for you. What does he really feel about you? Does God look down on us like a child would at a worm in the dirt, and in pity reach down and touch us while making a disgusted face? Not at all, my friends. When God sees us in all our mess, all our fretting, all our shame, God's most natural instinct, his reflex action, is to move toward you in all your sin and suffering, no matter how badly you feel about yourself. How can I say that? Because I have been abiding deeply in Jesus, and I've discovered his heart. You know, there's only one verse in all the four gospel accounts where Jesus reveals his heart. Matthew 11:28 to 30 has become a sort of lodestone for me an antidote for my negativity when I feel myself unworthy or just exhausted by circumstances. Listen to Jesus. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do you hear Jesus saying to you, get away with me and you'll discover my heart. You'll recover your life and find rest for your souls. Did you expect that when Jesus said that about his heart? What did you expect to hear about Jesus' heart? That his heart is harsh and demanding, proud and exalted, dignified and austere? No. The heart of God's Son is gentle and lowly, meek and humble. Jesus says to you, I have the most understanding and, access and accessible heart in the universe. And because that is who he is at the core of his being, he wants you to come with all your mess, all your junk, all your burdens, 
and lay them at his feet, and he's going to give you something easier to bear. A yoke that is light and kind, easy and bearable, because it is given by the biggest heart to ever beat in our world. Please join me in prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for showing me your very heart. Help me to honor you this day by believing you are who you say you are by coming to you when I am drowning. Forgive me for too often acting as though the life preserver you toss out is simply another burden and not seeing how you want me to rise above the stormy waters and discover the peace and calm of getting in the boat with you. Amen. The rest of the story. Marjorie Cornelia Day was a well-educated educator, a class president summa cum laude, graduate of Wellesley. Her academic career led her to Oxford in the early 1920s. Personally, however, Miss Day was not nearly so serious-minded as her credentials may have suggested. In fact, hardly anybody ever called her anything but Daisy. Daisy Day. In 1926, she took a study vacation with several friends to the southwesternmost coast of England. The month was April, damp and chilly. Daisy caught cold. A particularly bad cold kept her awake for days and nights on end. In fact, by the end of April, Daisy became so ill that friends cabled her father. The situation was serious. He must come at once. He did. By then, his daughter had lapsed into a coma. In all probability, the cold she had caught was, in fact, encephalitis. Her situation would be described by physicians as hopeless. But this is the rest of the story. Daisy awakened. Daisy woke up. She regained consciousness. Although with no memory of anyone or anything that had happened to her. Rehabilitation would be an arduous process. The current events of which she read in the newspapers were utterly unfamiliar. Even the names of the most renowned world leaders and world shakers sounded strange to her. The most routine social customs amazed Daisy, as did the most common conveniences of the 20th century, which everybody else was taking for granted. So it was that this once learned woman was forced to begin learning all over again. One thing had not abandoned Daisy Day, a characteristic undiminished by the ravages of encephalitic amnesia. That was her powerful personal determination, for Daisy met head-on the considerable challenge of re-education, each day rediscovering as many as possible of the facts that comprise her world and her family and even herself. And in this, the greatest battle of her life, Daisy did triumph. She got her memory back, she got her career back. She taught Latin and sociology and psychology at Mount Vernon College until the age of 70. She lived a full, rich 28 years beyond that in Bethesda, Maryland, until she died at 98. But lest you underestimate the achievement of reclaiming her life after her illness, there's one thing more that you really ought to know, that Marjorie Cornelia Daisy Day fell asleep in the spring of 1926 and awakened in a world of unfamiliar turmoil shaped by leaders and misleaders of whom she had never heard. A society of dial telephones and bobby pins and escalators and ice cubes 
of movies that talked and women who drank socially and gentlemen who ate in restaurants without neckties. A new and utterly confusing era whose heroes had unrecognizable names. Lindbergh, Earhart, Franklin Roosevelt, Winston Churchill. For you see, Daisy Day, a remarkable real-life Rip Van Winkle, did not rejoin the rest of us until 1943, after slumbering through celebrations and the outrageous fortunes of our planet for 17 years. And now you know the rest of the story. A Georgia family sold their home and set out across the country to encourage church planters. This is Truth Itself. Kevin and Casey Kilgore had what most would consider normal lives. Kevin had served as an associate pastor at Northside Baptist Church in Tifton, Georgia, for 14 years. They had four daughters, all in public schools, a mortgage, and a cat. The Kilgores imagined spending the rest of their lives serving the Tifton community. But then God said go. In 2021, the Kilgores decided to sell everything they had, purchase an RV, and travel North America to encourage church-planting missionaries who have been sent out by the North American Mission Board. Together with their four kids, they visited more than 125 church planters in 27 of Namby's Send cities in 42 states. In each city they visit, the Kilgores connect with church planters beforehand always looking for tangible ways to serve church planters. They often take a planter's family out for a meal. They pray for them. Sometimes they participate in ministry activities to support the church plant. A few times, God has led them to meet specific needs in the planting family's life or in the life of their church. Encouragement for us looks different in each situation, Casey said. I think the bottom line is just spending the time with the planter and his family, getting to know them. Then out of that, we get all kinds of different opportunities for connection. Kevin said the past 16 months have taught him much about his relationship with God, and more importantly, how God provides when you step out in faith. Truth Itself is brought to you by trainapastor.com, where Timothy Kroll is training untrained pastors around the world who can't afford training. This is being accomplished by using Dr. Woodrow Kroll's 50 years of experience in Bible and theology training. Log on to trainapastor.com to see what God is doing. That's trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. The Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 23rd, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. New York's minimum wage would increase to over $20 an hour. By 2026, that of a bill in Albany is successful. Known as Raise Up NY, it would raise the minimum wage over the next three years and index it each year after that to match inflation. That would increase wages for almost 3 million workers, or about a third of the state's workforce, by 2024. Some opponents feel a higher minimum wage would discourage people from seeking better jobs, but State Senator Jessica Ramos, who's spearheading the legislation in the Senate, says some people don't have a choice. She feels the perception of minimum wage workers isn't entirely true. Everybody seems to think that it's still 
is true that fast food workers are kids working after school, but we know that a lot of these workers are actually the main breadwinners in their family. They are even older people who should be on the path to retirement. The Economic Policy Institute says more than half of workers who'd be affected by this legislation are parents. Some companies are voicing concerns that higher labor costs would hurt their bottom line. But Ramos feels it's wrong for the state to build its post-pandemic economic recovery on the backs of low-wage workers while inflation is at an all-time high. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. In a 2022 poll, 70% of likely voters said they believe workers need to earn at least 20 bucks an hour to live at a decent level. A little further north, advocates for public education in New Hampshire are asking state lawmakers there to repeal what's known as the Divisive Concepts Law. The law restricts educators from teaching that one class of people is inherently racist or oppressive, and it is enforced by citizens who can report teachers for potential violations, possibly costing them their jobs. Sarah Robinson of the group Granite State Progress says the law has had a chilling effect in classrooms across the state. It's just because there's no way of knowing if what you're talking about applies to the law or not, Folks will just not talk about it. Supporters of the law say it stops teachers from creating lessons that pit one race or gender against another. But educators say the law is so vague that it prevents rational classroom discussions about American history and the challenges the country faces today. I'm Catherine Carley reporting. And the mass shootings that left at least 10 people dead in Monterey Park, California, Saturday night is the deadliest in the U.S. since the massacre at Uvalde, Texas last May, when 19 children and two teachers were killed. That from the New York Times. The report Saturday's shooting is also the second major attack in less than a week in California. According to the Gun Violence Archive, there have been 33 mass shootings so far in 2023. This is Public News Service. Election watchdog groups are taking a closer look at the 2022 midterms and how they influence voters' overall trust in the election process in states like Arizona. One person voting rights groups are praising is Bill Gates of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Gates says transparency is the key to instilling trust in the election process. He notes the Board of Supervisors communication team has grown from one person in 2020 to more than 15 today. He told participants in a recent webinar that Arizonans are hungry for factual information about elections, and he wants to continue putting it out there. We understood how important it was to respond to this misinformation. We knew we could never compete with people on social media who have one, two, three, ten million followers. But what we can do is utilize sort of that structure of government via a press conference. Gates says election administration has become a top of mind issue for Arizonans, as for many Americans. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. And humanitarian groups, including one based in Minnesota, say that global conflicts have been pervasive in recent years. And in these spots, there's a need for unarmed civilian protection. The omnibus bill recently signed by President Joe Biden includes language about the importance of organizations that want to bolster nonviolent protection in communities experiencing or at risk of conflict. Kalista Burpee with the group Nonviolent Peace Force says the recognition isn't just about dollars and cents. It can serve as a catalyst to foster similar work. It's so that more organizations will start to practice an armed civilian protection. More governments will start to see it as an alternative to violent intervention. Groups like hers rely on strategies like relationship building to help establish sustainable peace. I'm Mike Moen. 
Finally, our Eric Tayanoff lets us know undocumented workers in Washington State don't have access to unemployment insurance, but some state lawmakers aim to fix that this session. The bill proposed in the House and Senate would create a wage replacement program for undocumented Washingtonians who lose their jobs. The Washington Immigrant Solidarity Network's Sasha Wasserstrom says immigrants are a vital part of the state's economy and calls this measure long overdue. We are hoping for this legislation to pass in order for undocumented workers to finally get what is due to them, which is having that security that if they lose their jobs to no fault of their own, that they can have the same security that any other resident has of Washington state. Wasserstrom says undocumented workers pay the taxes that support unemployment benefits but aren't eligible for them. Data from 2019 found households headed by undocumented immigrants paid $371 million in state and local taxes. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting a week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported heard on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking in more depth today at the World Economic Forum in Davos and questions about whether, as an influential event, it's passed its sell-by date. Last week, the world's captains of industry and finance made their annual trek to the Alpine ski town to meet some world leaders, but notably not all. The price for commercial organisations to attend this year soared from $50,000 a ticket to a quarter of a million. There were one or two people who felt that this was ridiculous profit gouging. Also, you know, some who complained it was being used as a tool to uh, select people whose voices would be milder mannered than others. Lord Mark Malik brown was there. He's the president of the Open Society Foundations, which funds independent groups working to advance justice, democracy and human rights. Does he think Davos still serves a purpose? Well, I, I think for a while it was, you know, quite a legitimate platform for announcements in the great era of globalization. That legitimacy is gone. What remains is a really still useful networking place where you can test ideas, hear interesting new ideas, but above all, meet dozens of people who it would take months of travel to meet. But it is a long way to go and a lot of money to spend to achieve that, especially with a global recession looming. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. You were before the world was made With power you displayed A beautiful unfolding heart could ever understand the wonders of your hand the measure of your glory glory you are Surround your throne of grace 
of majesty, the king of majesty, you are glorious, oh you are glorious, you hold dominion over all, though nations rise and fall, your reign is never ending Your kingdom is unstoppable King of kings and Lord of lords Jesus, you are the victory Glorious, you are glorious Messed up, broken, and I leave things smoke. 
Greetings, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church and welcome again to Happy and Whole in Him. At Heart City, we don't want our music to be heartless or mindless. In fact, our leadership chooses a song of the month which makes it into every church service with the hope that repetition will get the tune and the gospel truth stuck in our heads. A few months back, we chose Bob Coughlin's Oh Great God, which first verse starts off like this. Oh Great God of highest heaven, Occupy my lowly heart, own it all and reign supreme, conquer every rebel power. Let no vice or sin remain that resists your holy war. You have loved and purchased me, make me yours forevermore. This song speaks of holy war, but not like we tend to think of the term which usually involves bloodshed and conquest. It first recognizes the supremacy of God and his claim on our lives, his absolute claim, and also that we struggle with this because our hearts are lowly. Jeremiah 17:9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately sick. Our old nature seeks to remain in rebellion, resisting God's purposes all life long. So this song prays that God will do what he must to conquer the remaining sin that lies inside me. Hebrews 12:10 says, God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. And the grounds for this desire is the gospel, that God has loved us by sending his own son to die on the cross. God purchased us so we are no longer our own. We were bought with a price, 1 Corinthians 6.20. So let me ask you, friend, do you pray for holy war? Perhaps you're not a believer, and you're wondering why anyone would want to pray for war inside. Our culture tells us the purpose of life is to feel good, to avoid any and all suffering. God says the purpose of our life is to be good. And when you seek to feel good instead of be good, as the one who created you demands, ironically you end up suffering more, maybe in this life, maybe eternally. Christians take a different look, look view on suffering because we desire to be holy, as our God is holy, 1 Peter 1, 16, which means while we're not masochists seeking to suffer, we are going to meet it. And by the way, if you're listening to a pastor who doesn't tell you about suffering, you're not hearing the gospel of Jesus who t calls us to take up our cross in this life. Glory comes after. The Bible teaches us also that our suffering is never meaningless. It is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory. 1 Corinthians 4.17 That is why we should count it all joy when trials come that test our faith. James 1, 2, and 3. We see that in the trials, the unbelief or the irreligion that still remains within me is purged. Blaine Pascal says, It is true there is difficulty in entering into godliness, but this difficulty does not arise from the religion which begins in us, but only from the irreligion which is still there. If our senses were not opposed to penitence and if our corruption were not opposed to the purity of God, there would be nothing in this painful to us. We suffer only in proportion as the vice which is natural to us resists supernatural grace. Our heart feels torn asunder by these opposed efforts, but it would be very unfair to impute this violence to God, who is drawing us on instead of to the world which is holding us back. The cruelest war that God can make with men in this life is to leave them without that war which he came to bring. I came to bring the fire and the sword. 
My friend, did you hear that? Maybe you're going through a painful time right now and you feel angry at God. But God wants to cure you of the poison within you, even if it causes you pain. Imagine being out in the woods and getting bit by a poisonous snake and the venom is about to start pumping towards your heart and God is standing there with a knife. Would it be loving if God just stood there and did nothing? No, that would be the cruelest thing to sit back and watch you die. But God in his love takes the knife and he cuts your flesh to draw out that poison. But he doesn't only remove what is killing you, God pours supernatural grace into your dying soul and over time you begin to truly experience living. I've been a Christian for a number of years and being obedient is not any easier, but the happiness is actually getting deeper and deeper. That is what it takes. God is pressing out all that is evil as he presses me into the mold of Christ, his own son, which one day I will be fully when Jesus Christ returns in glory. 1 John 3, 2. And what is of great comfort in the now is that there is no pain, no sorrow, no no kind of difficulty that our Lord Jesus does not understand. He endured the cross so that we would have its power as we move closer to the glory of the resurrection. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and